Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast, What the Taboo. As you have guessed from the title, we will be discussing all things taboo within the South Asian community. In today's podcast, we will be discussing a range of topics. Just as a disclaimer, anything discussed is our personal opinions and lived experiences. Hope you enjoy. Hi Kohinoor, thank you for joining us today on our podcast. It's great to have you with us. Before we kick off, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you for having me, first of all. You all are doing such a great job in highlighting, you know, the things that need to be spoken about in our community. So, no, thank you so much. So, my name is Kohinoor Abir. I guess a little bit about me is I'm currently presenting a show on Channel S on Sunday. It's a live one-hour show where I interview guests from all walks of life in our community who have a story to tell. And then in regards to, I guess, my professional career, I've actually been a recruiter for the last 15 years. I started off in an agency and I was a, in a sales role. For the last, I'd say about five years, I've been working in-house and currently work for an investment bank in recruitment. I look at CVs all the time and I look at where, where did people first start their careers and there's an element of luck that is involved, but also I genuinely think if you're a student nowadays, you really need to choose the right degree. And it's not just about the right degree. It's about what else do you do? It's not good enough just having a degree anymore. I mean, it depends obviously what sector you go into, but you need to have a little bit more about you. You know, how are you different from the other graduates? And that's something that I didn't really understand before, that I now know and advise as many people as I know that is going through university is like, don't just get involved with your societies. Do something outside of university, you know, do something that is exciting. And, and also it's so important. It's not just about like studying. It's about doing something that you're passionate about, like finding a hobby, because those are the things when you're going for an interview, those are the things that people want to know about you. That is really useful, especially for our listeners who are still at university. And I think a lot of young students or even just young people just assume if they have a degree, that's good enough. But I think there's a lot more to it. But Monica will now dive into a topic that is quite a hushed subject to talk about in the South Asian community. How do you think we can shift away from that taboo element around divorce and do you still feel that taboo when you share your story? When I got divorced, it was it's a while back now, and I now look at our community, but society as a whole, and I do feel that, you know, having people like yourself, having community pages where people can discuss their issues, we are slightly open. The only thing I would say is, you know, how, how often do we speak about it like on a public platform? There is this element of shame that, that is still there, but to be honest, going through a divorce is traumatic. It is trauma. You literally, you know, go into a marriage thinking it's going to work. You start building relationships with family, uh, the extended family, and you build yourself a community. And then when you go through a divorce, that does, it has a massive impact. You know, sometimes you do lose people through that. You don't just lose a, a husband or a wife, you, you lose family. I've been fortunate enough that I'm very close to my sister, I'm very close to my brother. You know, my parents at first were really shocked and they actually mediated between myself and my ex-husband. You know, they got his family over 
uh, and they flew over and, and tried to kind of counsel us and I think that's important uh, as a couple when you know it's time to end something when you know it's not good for your own mental health and your own physical health and emotional health that's when you know it, it needs to come to an end and I think you need to try and resolve it but if you can't then you know there is a reason why that there is an option for us to get divorced I've been fortunate enough that my ex father-in-law for example you know he will he will send me a birthday message or a or an Eid message even after many years of of not speaking to him and that's nice you know like that actually we built a separate relationship I wasn't just a daughter-in-law I was Kuhinor and you know I've been fortunate enough to, to have that experience and I totally understand that not everyone goes through that but we we definitely need to be talking about it more and and the way we can support each each other it's just having those lines of communication it's being able to talk to your family have the ability to actually say you know there is no shame in it that let's talk about it let's let's talk about why this is happening what impact is it having on you because i think ultimately family want you to be happy you know families want you to be happy and and healthy i totally agree with you monica it needs more we need to talk about it more you were very fortunate enough to have a supportive family and be close with your family as well. I think a lot of families, especially in the South Asian community, lack that. It is so common when someone is going through something difficult, like a divorce or any other situation, for the family to respond with, what will people say? And not with, are you okay, first and foremost? Of course, of course. What, what will people think? What have you done to us? Yeah. It's really sad, right? I mean, when you're going through the divorce, your extended family are being affected by it. But ultimately, it's the husband and wife that are going through it. And ultimately, they're going to have to live with that. And it's even more complicated when you have children um, because you're having to think about the well-being of your children. And this is where I think some people don't get it right. And actually... I'm hoping as time goes on, as we talk about it more, families will realise that actually it's not about what will people say. Because the truth is, people aren't always there for you when you need them. You know, one of the things you realise when you go through such a traumatic experience is who who is there for you. And I, I totally get it because I think, you know, a lot of people are guilty of that. What will people say? And that... You know, I think that's the killer, really, of a lot of people's happiness. And I think you just have to find that courage and strength to say to yourself, do you know what? I, I deserve better and I can't live for everyone else. I have to live for myself because it's going to be you that's going through this, you know. They say, what will people think? But those people that will have opinions won't be there when you're going through like you said, it is such a traumatic experience. Any situation, they're not there when you need them, like even if it's in the middle of the night. Those people that are so heavily opinionated on your situation are not even there to help. So like their opinions are really irrelevant. When I look back, it was a very lonely experience because one of the things that you find is you don't know who to trust, you know? Um, because of the thing that you just said, you know, what will people say? You end up feeling like, okay, who can I talk to? And who can I talk to that won't tell their mum or won't tell their sister or won't tell their cousin? So you end up, you know, I know that there are some people, they end up kind of fighting it on their own. And it's 
it's hard work. I didn't know where to go, you know, where to get divorced. I was like, what What do you do? Do you get a solicitor? And at that time, I was like thinking, oh, you know, I don't have loads of money. So how can I go about this? You know, I Googled everything. I remember doing everything myself. And I look back now and I think, wow, I can't believe I went through that. There are blessings in disguise. I think when you go through these kind of things, you do come out stronger and you also do learn who your friends are and who have stood by you. Um, one of the blessings in my life that I actually felt that I knew who was who was loyal and who was, who was going to be there for me. So my taking from this is actually, as women, we need to support one another. We need to encourage one another to embrace our own identity and you know just give the tools of like look this is where you can go to and just have that non-judgmental face that non-judgmental conversation absolutely you know do you know what's quite interesting and again this is because i've done the show on on bengali tv it's i have managed to meet so many women in our community um, and again, they are from all walks of life. You know, they are they are young, old, married, single. You know, they they're just from all walks of life. They have their own stories. And one of the things that inspires me when I meet these people is usually they are in industries where they are going in and ruffling people's feathers a little bit because they're going into industries that are very male dominated, especially within our community. So I've met a lot of people, females that are really tr uh, doing really well within the catering business. But obviously, when you think about you know Bangladeshi cuisine and things like that, you, you see men usually. Even though our mothers are the ones that cook in the kitchens, see men in, in these awards and, and things like that. And so one of the things that, that, that makes me like so proud of these women is that they are breaking ceiling. And it's really hard. You know, it's 10 times harder, I think. But you know what? They're doing it and it just shows that this perseverance, but also that self-belief that, do you know what? No one's going to stop me. I'm going to do it. And they do it. That has been, for me, has been a joy. I feel like... Uh, that's what we need to do. I think we need to praise one um, each other. We need to talk about each other, talk about each other's successes and share stories because that way we'll be encouraging younger girls out there who are looking for role models. And I think that's so important is that we have role models. Looking at some of your posts about colorism and, and, and things like that, and I was trying to think about some of my own experiences, like growing up. I was trying to think, have I ever come across colorism myself? And actually, I remember growing up, like extended families and things like that. And I think it wasn't somebody that was related to me or anything. But I remember someone seeing me and I didn't know who they were, but they'd obviously seen me when I was much younger. And the first thing they said was, Yalla, they don't like And I was like... <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? And just think, my God, can you imagine for me to think about this now at 37 years old and remember that? I mean, that's that is something in itself, isn't it? I mean, that's not how you build people up. Have you had anyone say that to you or anything like that? We could sit here for hours and on and talking about the Bangladeshi sort of lines, it's like you know like don't play out in the sun for too long in terms of me I've been 
very fortunate um, and, I, and I acknowledge that I've been very fortunate in the family that I grew up in that we've never been judged in terms of you're a boy you're a girl that you need to be treated differently or you know you're different because you're darker you're lighter I've been very fortunate in that sense but I know extended family that have been questioned when it comes to the time of marriage like oh my gosh you know holding laga you know you need to get yourself lighter you need to get yourself fairer so that's my experience in that sense and I feel like I am the voice for so many women because like I've mentioned I've done research around skin lightening and it's just opened up a whole new yeah. field almost because you know I've heard of stories where women are bleaching their arms and sitting out in the sun and it's it still sits deep like these are young young women I, I interviewed and they still carry this mindset we live in such a crazy world you know you think about like social media for example and you think about all those filters you know those filters that make you look lighter and you know you have filters with blue eyes and I just think why have those you know there are so many people that will post with those filters on that you you end up thinking that that's how they actually look and it's because this this idea of what beauty should be Do you know what and I've been guilty of it to be honest um I, I remember and I think it, it was not so long ago actually I, I actually and I've, I'm ashamed to say this but I took a photo of myself and I felt my nose was too big right so I there was this app that someone told me about saying you can like you know contour your face and all that kind of stuff and I used this app and it contoured my face Literally, I posted it on uh, on Instagram, and then within like a few minutes, I deleted it. I was like, "What am I doing to myself? Like, that is ridiculous. I should be proud of who I am and how I look and things like that." But it just made you realise sometimes the problem that we have in in today's society is that we use social media as a benchmark of what life should be. What you see on social media is literally a second of someone's life. And even that second could be, you know, it could be rehearsed or it could be staged. It's, it might not even be real. And I think people lose a sense of themselves ultimately. But no, I mean, I think, yeah, like I said, I've been guilty of it, but I can assure you now that I no longer have that app on my phone. Can I just ask you one question? How do you think we can then ruffle these feathers in, in our own community to embrace their natural skin tones, to be proud of what we are? How do you think we can do that? So obviously our focus is to raise awareness, educate people, but it's very difficult to target the older generation. You know, it's one thing about social media for the younger generation, but for the older generation that are passing those, you know, those casual comments like, oh, hello, Gusir. How do we how do we tackle that? How do we ruffle those feathers? The thing is, it's, it's such a big problem, isn't it? And I think um, any little step we take is, is a step um, towards the right direction. I think the, the issue that we have is what we see on, on the screen. We always see people on films or natoks or, you know, these bridal campaigns that you see. You hardly see any dark-skinned individuals. We see that as beauty. We think that's it. We need to like even focus 
ourselves away from just how we're looking. We need to tell people stories, you know, like if there is somebody out there and they want to talk about their life, we need to hear about it. We need to understand their journey and, and things like that. But I think, to be honest, I think it starts from home. I think it starts from educating your family, your friends and having those open conversations and asking them, why is it that we're like this and what can we do to change? Because I think in regards to what you're saying, what we're seeing and, and things like that, that it's massive. We can't fix it in one day. But what we can do is we can we can start with those people that are near us. And, and that is our family and our friends. And it's just being able to have those conversations. And also, like, you've just cre- you've created a page. Uh, th- there should be more of that, you know? We should be talking about that more. So I feel like I'm running on. <laughs> I hope that's that. No, that was perfect and I just want to emphasise how important it is to educate yourself and those around you. Our community page on Instagram, rang.uk, is there to educate and raise awareness on the issues of colorism. I agree with you, it starts within your own household first, so educating yourself, the younger and the older generation. Sometimes it's so much easier to just come online onto social media and talk openly about the issues of colorism or anything that you are passionate about or believe in. But it truly starts off with calling out people you personally know that make these casual comments and try to pass it on as it's a joke. What's been interesting for me from a personal experience is that since Black Lives Matter has been at the forefront, I've started reading more and watching programs on the experience of black people. And then obviously from that, I've had some people say, well, what about brown lives? What about us? And I was like thinking, actually, you know what? At the moment, it is Black Lives Matter because if you think about the stories of how slaves were taken um, to the US, you know, our story is is slightly different you know we were colonized and we weren't taken away as slaves and i've been reading a lot more and trying to understand everyone's experiences because even though some of our experiences may be aligned our journeys are are, are very very different i genuinely think since this movement i think a lot of people have been looking at themselves and looking at how how do they discriminate? You know, are they discriminating? And is what they say, is what they're saying right? I think people are thinking more about their own prejudices. I think it's great to always reflect on yourself, and this is what I mean by the importance of education. There is no limit on how much you can be educated on any important issues in society, but. To round it all up, I just want to ask one last question and it's referring back to what you were saying before about role models and having people young girls and boys can relate to in any industry they want to get into, especially the line of work you're in. Is there any tips you can give? I would I would say, especially if you're studying and you're just starting out, I think there are a number of ways to connect with people. I know how hard it is for people, you know, when you're at university, I do feel like you're not, sometimes you're not taught that actually it's going to be really hard. It's not as just easy as going to high school, college, uni, and then a job. 
it's <laughs> it's it's just a little bit a little bit harder. And um, I, I genuinely think what young people and everyone should do is is network. And every industry is different, but what's really important is that you need to find out what is it in regards to the kind of industry that you're going into or the the career path that you want to take. What is it that they look for? when they're hiring. That's something that you need to research beforehand. But from an immediate point of view, I think what people should do is look for people of their own age who are on the same journey, actually connect with those people. Because I really, I do think it's really important that you have company that reflect what, where you want to go and what you want to do. Because I think sometimes keeping bad company or keeping not keeping company that isn't right for you can distract you right so it's finding a group of people and you can do that you can go on facebook or instagram and there are groups you know there are people that have interest and they create groups and i would say uh, to people to reach out to those the other thing that i would say is look look out for people that and again you can do this via linkedin or anything like that and who've already gone through it you know, somebody that's already left university, somebody that already two or three years or four years into it and reach out to them, you know, connect with them on LinkedIn and, and find out a little bit about them. And, and what you'll find with people is most people uh, will like to talk. You know, if you ask them about somebody and say, look, you know, what, what do you do and how did you get there? Most people are not going to tell you to get lost. Most people will give you their time. I think it takes a little bit of courage and a little bit of confidence, but I, I guarantee you it works. Reach out to those people and just connect with them. And through that, hopefully you can find a mentor because I do think it's really important to uh, have a mentor. Then also, I guess what I was touching upon earlier is actually looking for people that, that might hire you. So find people that are managers or directors and, and things like that and connect with them and maybe even be brave enough to say hey can I take you out for a coffee um, I'd really like to pick your brain about something you know I really want to get into this industry and 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 so on and and again most people you know if they see that you're at university if they see that you're in college and you're you're taking that time out to to do that you know, not everyone, but at least re reply to you um, and advise you on what to do. Those things are really important. And I guess the other thing I, I, I wanted to touch upon, guys, is, you know, when I think about if I had somebody that could advise me at the age of 21 or whatever, you know, what would that be? I think it would be take care of yourself. You know, sometimes you might have a goal of reaching a certain stage in your career that you want to earn this amount of money and you want to do X, Y, and Z. Um, what's really important is to take care of your, your mind. And the way to do that, I think, is really like look within yourself. I, I really advise people to like meditate and, and also think about all the things that you're grateful for in your life and taking pleasure in, I guess, some of the small things in life and focusing on small steps, like small daily steps that you can take to grow and, and not compare yourself to anyone else. I mean, I think that is something that we do a lot and, and mainly because we use social media as a, as a, as a benchmark. Don't forget about social media, forget about, you know, what you see on there and, and actually focus on the things that you are trying to achieve. Don't put yourself down, like look at all the things that, you, you know, compare yourself where you were a few days ago. And I think that way, at least you can, you can see the growth. So that's my advice. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's been such a 
insightful discussion. We really, really appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us. That was a great discussion with Corinna. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in today. We hope you can join us for our next podcast.